Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is what's up with Dooner with, of course, Mr. Dooner. Dooner, please introduce yourself and your company. Not yeah, that everyone Dooner. doesn't already know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Dooner. I work with uh, Freight Waves. I, I'm probably most known for producing and hosting What the Truck. That's uh, on Freight Waves TV three times a week. Uh, I also write a newsletter for What the Truck. I do a one-on-one deep dive interview show called Freight Waves Insiders. And uh, I do a, uh, a micro podcast, a one-minute morning minute news brief, as well as Help the team build out their uh, their audio podcast strategy over at the company. Yep, and you guys create a ton of content. We'll get to all that in a minute. Um, but you guys also talk about sonar. What, that's not the only biz. You guys have lots of businesses over there. Yeah, that's what I do. In terms of what we all do over at FreightWaves, we are uh, we're a leading data platform in freight that covers all of global trade from trucking to to sea data. Um, super exciting platform. If you ever watch FreightWaves content, you're probably very familiar. With the charts and breakdowns, you've seen them in What the Truck, you've seen them in What the Truck newsletter. There's even entire shows dedicated to breaking down Sonar, like with Sonar. It's a, it's a dense program, but incredibly powerful. Tons of information within it. Highly recommend taking a look at it if you're looking to have transportation data, increase your efficiencies, save money, and navigate this rapidly changing world. Our other component is our media side, which puts context to all this data. Problem with data, as we all know, is that without context, it doesn't really mean anything. So... For us here at Freightways, that data oftentimes is a big component of our reporting. It informs our reporting, what we're doing in our market breakdowns. But Freightways is big. It's a big organism, a rapidly expanding one. You know, a couple of years ago, we acquired American Shipper as one of our brands. Um, we launched Freightways Classics about a year and a half ago. We launched Modern Shipper, which uh, addresses the last mile of freight and drones and that kind of delivery. And um, there may be even more. On the way, one of them championed by yours truly. We will talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll talk that. about that later. So um, what I – it comes up all the time on my podcast is – and I did – we were prepping. I don't know if it's prepping or just gabbing. But when <laughs> we were gabbing, I said, you know, I don't remember – I don't remember what the world was like before Freight Waves was there. And we had magazines that were monthly and, you know, stayed boring, formal – Right. And and you guys provide tremendous information, but it's also it's 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 fun. It's fun to listen yeah. to. It's not painful. And by the way, you don't need your weather report to be, uh, you know, a joyous party when it's when a storm is coming. But it's just nice to have a little levity, a little bit of smiling. Right. And we didn't have mo- the mo- probably most important. We didn't have a weekly daily or hourly information we had monthly that was it and so you get that magazine it comes to you because you you filled out a survey you get it you're like oh here it is an article written by my competition talking about what they do and right and you guys have changed the whole industry what's funny about that is like prior to 2017 2018 when freightways really started to take off was um i was doing a lot of like news write-ups and reviews especially as freelance i was doing uh some ghostwriting. Actually, one of my first clients when I went to the content side of the field was Aborn and Company. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, really, it was really cool to work with them. But what I learned when I was doing these write-ups was that like the magazines and the website articles at the time 
uh, you wouldn't really notice how out of date things were because everybody was really out of date. And I think the biggest fundamental change that FreightWaves has done is has forced this industry to move forward into a much more rapid-paced news right. organization. Right, and when you're doing that rapid pace, we see it with the 24-hour news cycle, uh, with the CNN, the Fox, and all those. They're reporting before they have all the facts. So, th- th- and, and, and by definition, if you want to up-to-date, you're going to get a little bit of inaccuracy. If you want to wait till you get all the details nailed down and double-checked and triple-checked, then you hear about it a day later. And yeah. you guys are that up-to-date. And I, I was joking about this before. Somebody, a number of people said, you should need to do more podcasts on COVID. I was like, I don't do that kind of date, up-to-date stuff. I said, they got a whole podcast on COVID over at Freightways. And I said, that's where you get it. I said, I'll talk about risk and resiliency and how do we make sure we're we're not going to have it happen next time. I can't help you with this crisis. You got to go over there. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, and that's the way I, before I even came to Freight Waves, that's how I was approaching things. I was looking what holes there were in the market. And I was a, like, when I would commute to work when I was living in Boston from, uh, from like, 06 onwards into 2011, I used to go from Dorchester and hop on three different trains and walk a mile from Orient Heights over to FedEx Train Networks in East Boston. And it got me really into podcasts because I used to love listening to talk radio in the car, but now I had to walk everywhere. I really started listening to podcasts. So for over a decade, I had <laughs> listened to all, no, but I listened all the time before I even ever recorded a podcast. So I spent a lot of time just researching and listening. And by the time I was ready to make one, I looked around to see what there was in logistics. And it was just like, stripped audio from webinars like there was no um it sounded nothing like what podcasts sound like and especially nothing that would attract younger listeners over to it and my sort of perspective was like when i came into this business i didn't know anything and i found it kind of hard to learn at first up until i got to like an intermediate level because so much stuff was written for that and i was like you know what i want to make content that's a bit more of a gateway drug to the world of freight and one of the reasons why isn't because I don't think everyone's an expert, but the reason why is because I've worked in brokerages. I've worked in shippers. And each person, each department, they don't necessarily know what each other do. We don't know what each other's intermediaries do. We just know what's in front of the desk. So a lot of this information is new information. It's interesting, and people get very curious about it. And also, if you think about our business, one of the things that I don't think people have exploited enough is just like how highly visual it is, how highly cool it is. Look at a steamship line in person. Look at it. Look at a nice. Look at a nice truck in person. Oh, when you Joe. see like a nice shiny truck, especially if it's got the custom paint, like that's a work of art. Oh, it is. You know, one thing you talked about writing articles and ghostwriting. I did a lot of that. I was a blogger. The logistics of logistics started off as a blog, and when I was still running a, a little three PL, and um, it's fine when I was writing blog posts for myself, but then when other people said, "Could you write that for me?" Um, so you kind of have to do what they want. And I suspect you, did, you, I know you went through the same hassle. I always used to say, I don't want it to be highly edited. Not because I have an ego about it, but because I wrote something with that I think is interesting, that's a little savory, a little spicy, and you want to turn it into oatmeal. And I remember um, I worked for a, a big, big logistics company, European company, and they had vice presidents and directors would send back it looked like a legal document where they're like, Joe, did you exaggerate this? I'm like, yes, I wanted it to be interesting. I exaggerated. Everyone know I exaggerated. That is another thing that you guys have done is you've taken the formality out of it, not the, not the information, the boring out of it. And I think that we learn better. That Talking to you is the way I would learn, not 
right, listen, I wouldn't want to read a boring, dry article from you. <laughs> well, I, well, here's the thing, too. If you look at the leadership at FreightWaves, a lot of us, um, starting with Craig Fuller, are multi-generational in this business. And we've worked in this business. So the things that we're talking about, we're actually really comfortable with because we've we've done, we're not some sort of outsider who's trying to make sense of this. And then Yes, operate with fear and you're afraid you're going to say something wrong right. about the business or you just don't kind of know. But here's a trick. I don't know things all the time. I talk to guests a lot of time. I don't know. They're here to inform. I don't need to be smarter than you. It's not my job to be smarter than you. I want you to tell me because I need to be the voice of the audience. And I'm going to assume the audience may not know that much about this subject either. So it's always a great I mean, there's sometimes you have guests on where it's like, okay, we're just going to riffraff together. We're going to break down the market together and that, and it's great. Or you're going to break down an issue. And there's other times you just want to learn from a guest. And that's the beauty of podcasts because you can create all these different entryways and all these different relationship vectors of how you can bring people on. You can give them something. You can give them something of value and you can create that relationship. And I can tell you, it's been, as I'm sure you know as well, I started this in 2017 after getting fired from a job. My wife had just gave birth to our second son in November of 2016. I had just gotten out of rehab after getting fired from that job for dealing with a lifelong addiction to alcoholism. Uh, had a counselor in there who told me that the po- I had an idea that I wanted to start a podcast. I'd actually told it to the previous company. They didn't, they didn't really They're like, like what's it. A, I what's it a podcast? <laughs> the, the, no, the funny thing is they'd actually done one before, but it, it sucked. And they were like, well, it wasn't good. And the audio quality was bad. I was like, I started out in the music industry. I know how to record. And um, uh, I've also done improv and I know the business. I think I might be able to perform and execute. And I think it'll make my sales calls easy, easier if I have this sort of Trojan horse or I can present them oh. with the uh, podcast. But then, like, when I was in rehab, I had that great counselor who was like, go ahead and do it. It could be like a living resume for you. You know you want to do the why wait for a job? Why wait for a company to tell you you can go do it? Go do it and use it to get a company to come to you. And I agreed with him. So I went out. I started that the shipping pod. And uh, Aborn and Company had reached out about, like, three months, three months into it. But I'll tell you, the life of being, like, a, an indie podcast ghostwriter in that first year is bad. You're eating a lot of ramen noodles, especially with the young. I mean, I think I made maybe 12,000. Thank God for my wife. I mean, I made like $12,000 my, my first year just trying to launch this whole podcasting thing. Uh, it was like a godsend the next year because Aborn hired me full time to be their, their marketing director and do their podcast. But I mean, 2017 was an amazing, it was a, it was a great year. It was one of my favorite years because I, I was getting healthy. The only thing that made it kind of hard was, uh, was the money. Yeah, yeah. So you hit on a few things that I think are interesting. So first, first thing you said is you don't know everything and you don't have to know everything. And none of yeah. us do. I think the nature of our industry is we serve shippers, but shippers are moving stuff from China and it's going to go on a big boat or it's going to go by air and it might have to be sourced in China. And then it, and eventually it might have to be final mile somewhere. There are a whole bunch of silos. So the guy, the final mile guys are brilliant. They know final mile like the back of their hand. Freight forwarders are the same way. The trucking companies, the freight brokers, but we're all in our silos, and the and the shippers don't look at the world that way. They look and say, "I need it to go from China to a warehouse to a customer," and so we all have to get up to speed. And by the way, we all know this is happening. We see automation coming, so some we're not going to need the same amount of freight brokers to do phone calls and check calls and all that. I tell people all the time, if you're in this space become an expert in that whole supply chain become the retail the retail supply chain guy who just happens to be getting trucks for you this week but later on i'll be your, your procurement guy or you know whatever else or a podcaster <laughs> 
I mean, I know that works really well in freight. I'm sure there's other like segmented, disjointed industries yeah. where the same sort of concept could work because you you sort of need these you need the connective tissue. And I think sometimes like freight, at least until like freight waves came around, was a little backwards. Like you would look at how other businesses and how other media would present itself, and then you look at how like freight would do it, <laughs> and it had like never really sort of caught up to the social media age. It, it took a long time. To get here, and when you're approaching the social media age, there's a lot of nuance to it. But like you said, you have to understand that, um, yeah, people want information, but this is an incredibly stressful business. So they also want relief, which is why things like memes have been so successful. Oh, yeah. The other component is that that casual content that they never thought would work, that a lot of these people never thought would work in B2B, it actually doesn't, it destroys what their marketing departments are trying to do by paying for ads in Google and for boosting posts on Twitter, Facebook. And LinkedIn. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it's, it's just sometimes simple memes. It can be a podcast. But even the podcast thing, like in B2B, the cool thing is you don't even have to get that hung up on numbers. Because if what you're actually doing is driving business for someone, you are incredibly valuable to that person. And in B2B, you don't need 400,000 people to accomplish that. You need the right one person to listen, the right four people, the right, right. 40. So the thing is, yes, it's a pain in the ass. It's really hard. It's incredibly hard work to scale a podcast and to scale social sites and oh, new yeah. media. <laughs> but it's also incredibly rewarding if you put the work in. And I often find the people who complain about it, especially on the social media side, they're not really ever posting on social media like anyway. They're like, social media is impossible. And it's like, well, it is because you're not consistent. Yeah, there's... there's um there's been a sea change. And you know, it's funny, uh, when I started my career, there was professional Joe who went to the office wearing suits and ties. And then then when we went casual, even there was still that formality. And the, how I would talk and how I would act wasn't completely different. But it was there's certainly a border. I think we've not lowered that that wall down between professional and our personal life. But I think with COVID, when you see people at their home, and their kids are mouthing off to them, and uh, the dog's barking. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, you're human. Before, I thought you were just the big boss, and we were afraid of you. But now I realize you're a human who has a, yeah. who has a kid that mouths off to you. I get it. Okay. Yeah, it, we've had, this, this whole world has changed. And I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I've had so many people from Freight Waves on, so I always forget who I talk to. But the thing I liked about it, I've said it before on my podcast many times, is it all of a sudden made the rest of us okay. So I, I feel like I feel like that knock that wall down with all these podcasters. And by the way, another thing I love about podcasting, you choose yourself. You didn't. No one ever said, "Hey, Tim, here's your contract to become a podcaster." You're like, "Nope, I did it myself," and it's painful. It's not as painful as doing a podcast that somebody that somebody says you have to do it this way. So when you start, you say, "I'm going to do something. It's going to be me. It's going to be an extension of me, and I'm going to reach out to the world." And this is my voice. And to your point, I also like what you just said. We all get hung up on vanity numbers but if really if you had five customers over the next year or two from a podcast or from a webinars or whatever that's a lot of business i mean for an individual and so yeah so you don't have to be speaking to ten thousand or a hundred thousand people you just gotta be speaking to the first the right 100 or the right 1000 it's so far like it, people they one one of the things that was most beneficial to me in in 2017 was I had started that independent podcast, The Shipping Pod. And for those first six months, right, I started getting that ghostwriting job. But um, 
I'm still thinking, like, I need a real job. Um, the only thing I was like, I don't want to get into sales. I don't, I'd been fired from my last two sales jobs. I don't, I just don't want to get back into freight sales. Like, I, I have PTSD for freight sales. Like, just no, no way. <laughs> I'll be drinking again before you know it. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I really want to get into marketing, though. I think I can do, a, I can market better than a lot of what I'm seeing out there. So I had to make that proof of concept with the podcast. But the problem was I started, I interviewed, I, I remember it was at, like, DSV and Blue Grace. And both of them told me that I would have to stop doing the podcast if I wanted a, uh, a job there. So I didn't tell my wife, but I turned, I turned those jobs down, but I did pause the shipping pod for a little bit and instead did a show called Snackmasters Inc. And that taught me almost everything I know about how I produce what the truck now is doing Snackmasters Inc. Because that Wait, was what like, was I that didn't about? have to worry about freight. It was snack food reviews. It was just me <laughs> and this guy I'd never met before. I just knew from Twitter, we would uh, review uh, snack food and, and junk food, and we would just talk. Yes. you got to publish that out. we got to all see that. It is. It is. It's, 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 just look up Snackmaster Zinc. There, there's, I think we made like 35 of them. And then, um, then I got hired for uh, by Aborn and created consulting logistics for them, and um, I, had a, I really wanted to focus on that because I was like, okay, now I'm going in the direction I really – need to uh need to go in um and that's when the snacks got put down but it was a good time and it was a great way to just like keep that that production thing flowing right right so i want to talk to you about a few other things first off i want to talk to you about i know you talk you're like i am like me you talk to really smart people all week long and you pick things up because you've had the same conversation or little bits and pieces of it offline and online so tell me, just give me a few of the things that are sticking in your mind, interesting conversations that you go, oh, that's going to change things. <laughs> well, Joe, here's like the, the paradox of having uh, reading a lot of information or talking to a lot of people. Your brain starts looking like a really cluttered uh, desktop <laughs> on your computer because you have so many conversations and the files start getting mismatched. And you're like, wait, I talked to him or and the days start playing together when you're making content all the time. But I've talked to some, some I, like, I love that we have a relationship with NASA and NASA comes on and we get to talk about deep space logistics. Now it runs off on earth because the NASA people, they are so smart, not just like in intelligence, but they are incredibly smart communicators. They realize the stuff that they are talking about is that it could be put at an incredibly high level. You could be talking about it at molecular levels. You could be talking about it at high thesis academic levels. However, this is a podcast and we're talking to normal people. And this is a lot of times how I approach trade. This is a podcast. We're talking to people and we need to stay a little bit more general so everyone can listen in on the conversation. Right. And I love how NASA does it. And I always take notes, not just on what they're telling me, but how they're telling me it. And I'm like, there's so much to learn by how people communicate if you pay attention. I also add today on the show... We had uh, Laura DiBella from the Florida Harbor Pilots Association, and it was so cool just to see, and this is the kind of stuff I love to cover, is the stuff you don't think about. So you see the big vessel, but you probably don't think very much about the pilots getting back and forth to those vessels, how they get on the vessels, how that works parking the vessels, how long you have to train. You don't have to spend like 20 years training to become a harbor pilot. Right, right. Crazy, Joe. Yeah, and by the way, it's one of those, one of those jobs where you say, well, what's a harbor pilot? Well, it's the person who brings all of our stuff here, right? So it, it, there's, you know, in the nature of the supply chain is everybody's got to do their thing. Otherwise, we have uh, bottlenecks like we're living through right now. And um, well, another cool, I got to say one more that was really impactful to me is uh, another one, not necessarily freight, because you'll, you'll catch a theme here. I like to borrow stuff or learn from outside our thing because I don't think we always do it well in here. So I need to go outside here to see how other people are doing it and take those ideas and, and put them here. And one of the other ones that I really liked was uh, like the morning, the morning brew. I really right. love what they've done with like their newsletter. Most newsletters. That's marketing, uh, right? I, I hate most newsletters because they're just 
a couple sentences and a link to finish what you're reading. What they do is concise little write-ups. Now, you could click on it, but not necessarily. The newsletter itself is the product. And because I liked it so much and because I had a podcast, I was able to talk to, I was able to create a relationship with their social media marketing manager, have them on the show and get free training just talking to this guy about all his different tips and tricks. I got to have the uh, CEO and founder of Morning Brew on. I got to have him on for 20 minutes. And this is the kind of access and coaching that you can get by having a podcast. And I, I don't know. I think it was fantastic. I've said this many times to people. I would do my podcast if absolutely, if everybody came on still, so everybody thought there was a lot of listeners, but it was just me and like, so if I just had the opportunity to interview you and no one listened, I would still want to do it. And, but, the, but you won't come on if I say no one's here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I don't know how many people are here, Joe. Here's the thing. I, I'll tell you about podcasts. I, I am very, I, I like, for example, I started out in independent podcast. So most podcasts, especially when they're starting out, more than happy to go on. I've only like pulled back a little bit on some of the uh, like maybe lower budget ones because I did two in a row that I was so annoyed by them. They were the kind of thing, and I don't know if you've you've been like interviewed before because me personally, I feel it's really offensive to ask a guest to come on and not be prepared and not know anything. And when I say you don't have to know everything, I do mean though that you do need to at least understand a little bit about the guest background. You do understand how to, how to lead them to where you want to get some sort of narrative. And these like these two different, and I'm not going to name the, the shows, but like I ended up having to take over hosting the show because you're, you're just like <laughs> sitting there with your person. You're like, are you going to ask me like any, any questions? Am I not being compelling? Like it's just like dead in the water. Yeah, there's certain things you can do on podcasts. And one of the things I, I, I've done enough, I've made all the mistakes. I, I think I invented some of them. But one of the things I say is anything that gets really boring and I just was talking, I actually was talking to Nate Schutz from uh, Freightways. And I said, you know, just as he was starting, I said, you know, people will match your energy. So if you're having fun, if you're laughing, if you're, if you're d- doing well, your guests will kind of match that energy. We're used to that. If you're monotone, if I start talking like this, you start talking like that. And people are gone. So I always say that if it gets monotone, if it gets boring, if it gets overly techy, and I think the most noticeable one is if you start selling. And some people just can't turn that off. And it just, uh, to American people, I think it just is like like nails on a chalkboard where you're just like, oh, would you stop? I'm listening to you talk about your business. Why do you feel like you have to sell it? <laughs> yeah. You know, when people are like really disingenuous, you can hear that. When people are reading off a script, you can hear that. One of the reasons I, um, I do everything in my power to refuse to send people questions in advance. I'll send them topics. I'll send them right. notes, but I will not, I don't want to send you written out questions because I've made that mistake before. And what happens is a lot of times you will get someone who comes on and they just read <laughs> answers back at you. And you're like, dude, let's just have a conversation. I had that. I had a situation where I was talking to a guy. He's been there, done that, got the hat, vice president of a big company. And we're having a conversation just like this. And then uh, he goes, yeah. And I got these notes and I, oh yeah, I saw your marketing team sent you notes. And I go, you know, um, they just cut and pasted directly from your website all these things. I go, don't read that on the podcast. He goes, oh, no, no. And we're, I, honestly, guy, we're having this great conversation. He knows everything about the business. He, he, you know, and uh, then we start the podcast. And before you know it, I noticed his eyes going down and he's reading aloud. I was like, oh, my God. And it's funny. It's I say this. None of us are good enough actors to read like that. <laughs> right? That's, it, it's because yeah. very obvious that you're reading. 
and you're boring. Yeah. Stop it. Like occasionally, like for example, like for 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 like news stories, for the brief portion of it, that I'll sometimes read because there might be numbers or data or very sort of specific right. items that have to be said in a certain way, you know, for liability reasons, and also like so you're not misleading people and so you're presenting the truth. So those ones is there, but then like we're not gonna script out our discussion about this news story now. Let's talk about <laughs> the news story because again. It's okay to be wrong. Like, you don't have to... I, I think when people get themselves in trouble is when they want to present themselves as something they're not. And if you want to present yourself as smarter about a subject than you are, and you can't be a little bit humble, and you can't admit, you know, I, I really don't know. Yeah. That's the easiest thing to say. Like, have, I've never been interviewed or interviewed someone and just been like, you know, I really don't know that one right now. And it's been an issue. They're all just like, all right, well, let's move to this. I like what you said earlier, where you try and act as if you're the audience. And if you don't know what it is, they don't know what it is. So you're, you're being their advocate going... Hey, what 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 the hell do you mean by that? I, what's AI? Explain AI. What is ML? And I I used to say on my podcast, I don't say it so much anymore, but for a while I say, if you say API, you have to explain what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like with sonar too, like that's one of the things that I make when um, if I have like some of our sonar experts on, they're breaking things down. I always tell them in advance, like you can't just out the gate start using terms like O try or you know, the other different chart names in there because peop those are sort of proprietary and, and inwards and only a sonar user would know, but the other people who may be interested might have no idea what you're talking about. So instead, let's talk about what an outbound tender rejection is. And before that, let's talk about what a tender rejection is, which is a you know, contractually digitally sent load, which is what that is. The rejection index shows how many of those get rejected. So I want to talk about, first I want to talk about your your new site, and then I want to talk about all the podcasts. Again, you shocked me the other day when you told me how many podcasts you're doing. Not just you personally, <laughs> you're doing a lot, but I mean the whole FreightWaves universe. But first off, talk about this new site. So I, I saw yesterday, I think like everybody else on LinkedIn, you said, we're launching something new and we're looking for help on this and tell us about it. Well, you know, it, it had good timing too, because I, I, this, so... Craig Fuller recently, he, uh, he just reached out to me and he was talking about- He's the CEO over there, right? CEO and founder at FreightWaves. And he was talking about how, you know, we can expand what the truck and what the truck is a very strong I identity. And it's very different than a lot of, I think it aligns with what we do at FreightWaves, but it's also very different. It's a, it's a contrast to most, most of the content, which is a little bit more market focused. And I'm way more sort of lifestyle industry, right. people in the industry- Weird things in the industry, news in the industry type of focus. Like I run a magazine style variety show. And it's like, how do you expand that content in a site that's at such a mature state that FreightWaves is at with all of its with all of its content? And the idea was, well, let's just make a spin-off site. Let's go make the Barstool Sports of Freight. We already have the foundation cast with things like what the truck, the newsletter, the show. Um, we know a couple of contributors to bring on. Right now, I'm hiring the team to bring it on. And the whole thing is to make the site that Freight's been waiting its entire life for, to make the type of content that is served to every other industry that, like, even oil and gas now, there's there's a company called Digital Wildcatters. They're like the Barstool Freight of oil and gas. <laughs> oh, so so, so talk a little bit about what Barstool does and why you like that. I, mean, so I do, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like some of what Barstool does. Like, I'm not really into, um, uh, like, some of the, the things that, like, the way women are regarded on there and that kind of thing. You oh, know, yeah, that's got, that already like, got them in trouble, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, well, I had someone say, well, don't you know about the thing? And I'm like, it's more of a, just sort of a, a, an explainer so you understand that it's an unconventional, edgier version of Freight Waves. So that's sort of what we mean by Barstool Sports. And, and what I mean by that is, 
How Freight Waves, we have a lot of like 26-minute, hour-long shows. This is going to be a little bit more uh, social focus. So I'm going to have a lot more short clips, uh, rest stop food reviews, life of the driver, life of the broker. As Freight Waves addresses the C-suite and the market, back the truck up is going to address the broker at the desk and the driver behind the wheel. And we're looking, you know, obviously at the Gen Z and the millennial, oh, the type yeah. we're very used to, TikTok, Instagram, podcast, exactly. the type of content that I make. And I am so excited to be able to work with some people, especially some younger people, and train them in what I've spent five, six years learning, becoming a, uh, a content creator myself and imparting some of that knowledge and building this really, really badass site. And, right. you know, it's a passion project. This whole I've been on like a passion project ever since I went into rehab and started podcasting. My mission was to become the biggest podcaster in freight, to make huge brands around it, and to really get myself out of that incredibly low point in my life, to crawl completely out of that bottom and never look back down again. And when Craig mentioned this opportunity, I was like, I'm overjoyed to be the creative director of this and to, to bring what I know. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but um, I'm ready for it. I've got my process down with what the truck enough. I got my process down with everything else. And uh, I think it's time. Plus, like you were talking earlier, we got so many shows and podcasts now on freight waves. Like I, I need my own, I need my own backyard now. Like we have tw- like 20 different TV shows uh, and podcasts. Yeah. It, 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 you said something I think is interesting and it's a little off topic, but I love it is you're on a mission. And I think I've said this many times to people. I said, you know, the sooner you pick a mission, and even if it changes somewhere along the line, you get in that mode of having a mission. And and it, it's got to be personal. It's got to be it's got to be a little professional. I know it's going to pay you. But um, I love that because I remember talking years ago to a CEO and I remember he said, well, what do you want from this company? Because things weren't going well at the company. And I said, I want to be on a mission, dude. I've been on I've been on teams where it was a mission from God and we loved it. And the hours flew by and you had, you had to remind yourself to go home. And when we went out to celebrate, it was because we were celebrating something real, a victory, a hard-won victory. I don't want Hawaiian shirt day for morale. I, w- I want to win. I want to do something cool. That's what I want. That's the mission I want. That sounds like what you're talking about here. I think it is. And I think that there's so much opportunity. And when I, like, I, I have to keep my focus straight because we're starting at like the, the foundation part. But, but I sit and I dream all the time about what this site is going to be now and the different directions to go in and, and all the areas that are, are sort of underserved. But I think content can work really right. well. I'm so excited too, because one of the shows that we had over, that we had just launched over at Freightways, but we were, we were trying to think about how exactly do we position this, is Ingrid Brown's show, America on 18 Wheels. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ingrid Brown, but she's very highly respected female trucker, FMC, voice of the road. Nice. Very, very smart voices we didn't always hear she's 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 amazing we have her show has just come out and it's great too because unlike you know two jackasses like you and i talking like a lot of these shows are this is actually her out in her truck and behind the wheel and out at the rest stops and out in there and i'm so excited to bring that over to the back the truck up brand and and help mold um what Ingrid's doing there, like all the other content creators, to really bring you inside. Because you mentioned passion, and it has to be a mission, and it has to be passion, because we're tapping, the type of media we're doing is tapping into the emotional core of people. These are these are more hot takes. These are opinion pieces. You know, and I don't mean it in a toxic way, but we're trying to create this this environment where freight can be, freight can be a little bit rowdy. Yeah. Freight can be a little bit more fun. People are learning on TikTok about logistics and every other industry, financial stuff. It's it's moves. Do you know Kayla Scanlon? 
Dude, like, I've had Kayla Scanlon on, uh, she did Mix Supply Chain, which was a, uh, a TikTok she did that went viral. But she, where she really excels at is she TikTokifies uh, stock news, <laughs> right? So she just sort of, like, breaks it down for your average, you know, 20-something Robin Hood trader who doesn't need every single nuance. They don't need to know every single vector chart. They right. just want to know, well, okay, I want you, since you've all looked at that stuff, to just tell me this in a comical way about what I should go, what I should go look at. It, that's not easy to do as a content creator, too, because you have to create trust. Like, Kyla, her stuff may be silly, or I think people who are not under, who don't understand it, they may think it looks silly. It's not at all. They just can't hear it. I will tell you, it's. Uh, um, I, I, we were just talking about this before we hit record. I had Paul from um, Freight, Freight Caviar on the other day. Yeah. And then he, you know, he's in, like, he's got 20,000 followers on Instagram. And I remember him saying, hey, the founder of Flexport just, just uh, shared one of my memes. And I was like, I go, dude, I used to call memes five years ago, memes. <laughs> I didn't know what that, yeah. I mean, it, it's, 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 I, I'm one of the youngest uh, baby boomers. This is, this stuff's coming and it's, it's coming fast where you kind of go, yeah. So I love that you guys are connecting to it because there is a whole generation that is growing up. My, my kids are older, but they still like TikTok or reels on Facebook. They're watching a ton of YouTube. And I, by the way, YouTube is probably what I watch more than any other oh, network. Same now. here. And you got to pay for premium, though. You got to pay for. Oh, premium. really? I see. I haven't done that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. But I love I love to watch things that are five or six minutes, ten minutes. You know, sometimes when it says, "Hey, here's the history of the world in forty minutes," oh, I don't want that. Can I get it in ten? I mean, that's what I'm always looking for: is short videos, short takes. I like that you guys are taking that angle because even though you uh, re re uh, reimagined this business this the media business now you're reimagining it really for the next generation which you guys have been around a while all of a sudden you can say we're going to we're going to look at the, what the next generation the TikTok generation's up to oh yeah i mean that's already where i'm looking like we just had i mean you mentioned freight caviar paul from over there i just had paul versus boris in the first ever freight meme world championship on what the truck <laughs> uh, matt walsh from trophy smack matt walsh is a transportation veteran he is a mark cuban back shark tank uh, participant for his company Trophy Smack. Uh, I reached. He made the What the Truck Championship belt you see on our on our desk over there. And I reached out and said, "Hey, Matt, I, I got this idea. I want to do the What the Truck Freight Meme World Championship. You want to be in? You think you want to make it the, the championship for it?" And um, he was like, "Yeah, I'm totally on board." He came on. He judged it with us. They're creating. Uh, they're creating the championship for for Paul who won it. Paul who won the Freight Meme World Championship. We're gonna send it out over to his ass in Poland, and uh, you know he can go parade his big six foot eight ass around uh, with the Freight Meme Championship <laughs> on that he won. But it was a really it was a really fun time, and that's what I want to do with content. And I think that but when you start getting into Freight Meme World Championships, that's like maybe that isn't exactly Freightways. Maybe that is back the truck up. Yeah, and. Uh, and I I agree. I am so happy to now have this sort of this sort of playground with like the restrictions and the limiters cut off. And like you're telling me my direction is to be more edgy. Okay. <laughs> here I come. Yeah, I think he knows what could happen here. So this is a this is Dooner Dooner and team off the chain, right? <laughs> well, I think, like I've had a live mic. I've had a live mic for uh, what like 500 episodes of What the Truck now. You know. <laughs> I haven't screwed up too bad yet. Well, I think what's so, so interesting is recently we hear Joe Rogan got in trouble, Whoopi Goldberg got in trouble. Yeah. All these people get in trouble for different things. I, I, I really, my first thought is always with these people is they talk so so many hours that it, it's inevitable that they're going to have something that goes astray. Because I say things and then I go, 
when I listen to it back, I go, God, that should have been cut out. What an idiot I am. <laughs> right. And I always think they're on the, they're on such a big stage, but I, I think that the world is so much more forgiving of uh, that when you make it easy and they know your intentions are good, you make it easy to listen and learn. And that's what we all want to do. We want to listen and learn about our business. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess like my only conversation point to that one is that, yes, yeah, as, as a, as a podcaster, you really don't want like too many restrictions on, on what you, you can talk about. And, but you, you also have to be very aware of the, the tone that is, is going on in society. Cause that's where like, you can really I don't get like, yourself in trouble. I don't like anything that is, uh, I, the things I cut out of my podcast more than anything, and it's very, very seldom, but when somebody says, yeah, and the guys over at so-and-so, they stole my code or <laughs> like, yeah. And you're like, well, what? <laughs> what happened there? But anyway, so this, what is the name of this new channel and when do you launch it? Uh, back the truck up. It's going to come out in, uh, in the spring. I don't know the exact date. It's going to be early spring. We're working on it really hard at the back end. The, uh, we're already having content generated by the contributors that are already on board. We're rejiggering some content to fit on there. And uh, I'm hard at work going through the resumes. I've been overwhelmed with the number. I mean, you saw the uh, the response that that got mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Also got a big response on TikTok. And um, I haven't really gone through resumes before. So this is going to be the learning process uh, uh, for me. So you candidates out there, bear, bear with me. But the good thing you're getting me is you're going to come in my dojo and I'm going to teach you how to kick ass. Yeah, you got to pick You got to pick for strengths, not look for weaknesses. <laughs> That's the name of the game on that. So... Let's talk a little bit about all those podcasts. When we were talking, I think it was almost a month ago, I said, come on my podcast. And you said, you would. And then uh, you said, I'm so busy. We've got like 13 podcasts. Or no, you said 20. I had in my mind that you guys were doing 10 or 12 podcasts. So let's talk about some of those podcasts. And, I, and you, you said something on my podcast before when you were on. You said, yeah, we'll start a podcast and then we'll we'll cancel it like that if it doesn't make sense for us anymore. If the if the market moved, if it's not interesting, boom, we're gone to the next one. You don't have any sort of uh, you're not stuck to any of these ideas. But um, I think I've said this before to people. You can tell where the market's going because this is what Freightways is talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've killed my own shows before <laughs> that, I've, that, that I've done well at Freightways just because there's a lot of like for, for me with with sort of the with what the truck is the problem with trying to create other stuff for me a lot of times has been that like what the truck just continues to outpace it so much that it and then all of a sudden it comes like okay well then let's make it a what to truck cancel yeah. add another day of what the truck and then that's out and then it's like can't let's add so you get to like three days and then it's like well now let's make an entire you can site. also run to the end of a topic like covid uh, knock on wood we're hopefully coming to the end of COVID and you go, okay, we can stop the COVID discussion, right? Uh, supply chain disruption has been the most important thing in our lives with COVID, but that's going to change hopefully someday. <laughs> so, Well, Joe, I mean, I think the exciting thing for me too about Back the Truck Up taking on that that site and that project and the creative lead on it was that in terms of like the podcast and the TV, a lot of those actually start as TV and I just get stripped audio. So most of the time I'm just worrying about producing what the truck, just making sure everything's flowing in the background and the infrastructure is there. So most of those news shows, those are like, those are all produced by some guy, uh, uh, Todd Wachulhausen. Watch, Wachulhausen. Todd, I'm sorry. I, I, you have one of those last names. That <laughs> it's, Todd, it's Todd W. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wachulhausen. Todd, no, it'd be Todd W. Um, he, he's there. He came to us from ESPN. He, uh, oh, wow. He, he, him and Kevin Hill, they deal with like, all those sort of new shows that have um, have launched 
since. But yeah, unf- and then we have one feed for them, Freightcast, which um, has crossed well over a million downloads a few months ago, which is is great. Right, because- and that's that's all of your podcasts for a week. In in one- so. No, it's every it's a it's a daily feed of every single Freightways podcast. So at a certain point, we got to five podcasts back in 2019. I'm like, wow, that's so many podcasts. And then <laughs> one of the guys who uh, in the back who had to put all our data together, he said, I forget exact what exact news it might have been NPR. He said one of these news sites they have like a master channel. So the podcast right. is a master channel where they upload everything to. Uh, should we consider doing that with Freightways? And I was like. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yes, why not? why not flywheel it all into one thing? So we made the Freightcast channel. And because podcast discovery is terrible, right? If you're relying on like Spotify or Apple to do it for you, you're never going to get any downloads. So we're like, well, what if we create this master feed? And then there's some already established shows on there, like What the Truck, that can lure people in, Morning Minute. Um, and then we can put all these new shows on there. So yeah, it could be a huge challenge to maybe get someone to subscribe to all these brand new podcasts. We launched, but they already can start getting a installed listener base, a large installed listener base, by being within Freightcast. And initially, I was a little concerned that, like, maybe you'd over-inundate people because you're making so much content, but it's only it's only grown. So I think people, they appreciate it, and they know what's coming up on the feed. And I think that the nice thing about it is you have a retail, you have a retail podcast. If I'm interested in the retail podcast because I'm a retailer or I'm in that supply chain, yeah, so that's where I'm going to focus my energy. If I'm a, a founder, I might be more likely to follow Nate Shoot's new thing. Or, you know, if I'm just general interest, I'm more likely to be with what the truck. I think there's probably the majority are probably start with what the truck and then notice, hey, they got other podcasts besides this one. <laughs> sure. And I mean, that's why I heavily promote it. You know, I'm our podcast evangelist. You know, I that's probably one of my roles as well to be sort of very front phrasing and, and let people know that all these things uh, exist that we're working on. And uh, yeah, what the truck has been a good vehicle for that because the formula has worked there. A show like it didn't really exist that could bring all these different uh, unique and varied voices that could give you all sorts of different contexts on different subjects. And we don't just have freight people on too. I love pe- bringing people in from other elements of business yeah. or have inspirational stories. I, I kind of treat every what the truck like, like it's a badass conference or something. You know, I want it to be, I want it to be, well, I want to say stack with speakers, but here's the thing. It does, like, I don't, oh, like, I like when, I, my favorite shows are when I have, like, a founder on, a truck driver, um, some like a college student, and someone who's new to the business. So I can get all those different varied perspectives all in, in one thing instead of just having, like, I mean, the founders are great. I love them. I love talking to founders on Freightways Insiders, and I love when they come on on what the truck, but I think that there's a lot of voices in this in this business that that need to be heard and deserve to be heard and should be heard. I feel very strongly that I joke about this, but it's the truth is there are guys who are grinding right now and they are flat out expert in what they might do. They've been grinding and grinding and grinding. And then meanwhile, there's somebody who created a podcast or got on your podcast and th- that guy, maybe the same expertise. This guy's a recognized industry expert. The other guy is toiling in obscurity. Nobody knows who he is. And there's so many veterans, so many guys who are out there who've done this job and done it well, but they they almost were embarrassed. Like, no, no, I'm not going to be on a podcast. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to write an article. And they're hardly on LinkedIn and they don't get noticed. And by the way, I, I can say this for myself. I worked a lot in automotive. I started blogging and later started this because when I was in automotive, when the great meltdown hit, I lost my job like everybody else. I could, you could have given me 20 grand. I couldn't have bought myself a job back in automotive. And I was always very well respected in that field by the 50 or 100 guys who kept hiring me. 
Well, when those 50 or 100 guys couldn't hire me, I was done. So I was like, I'm, so when I got into this space, I said, I'm going to write articles. I'm going to get it. And I was already big in LinkedIn. And uh, I said, that I'm going to build, I'm going to build something. So no matter what, I will always be employed. You know what, Tim, I, I've just gotten so spoiled living indoors and eating every day. I've just, I spoiled my, my, my family was that way too. They just loved it. I was like, so I need to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know the feeling. And I mean, that was like, that's why, like, when I think about 2017, even though I didn't really make any money, I'm always, I'm sort of, I'm very proud of that year because, like, I, I stayed sober even despite making the money, and I stayed with podcasting even then when that like the adversity came that I couldn't do the shipping show because that might impact me getting a job. Um, I, I was just proud of myself that I jumped in and, and did the Snack Masters and kept forward with it and believed in the journey and turned down some of those those sales roles and just trusted my instincts that yes. coming, especially in early recovery, this would be a, a, a terrible decision. And it's more important to focus on that. Like I was will, like, if things got bad enough, I was willing to, you know, go move with my parents and figure, I don't know. Um, but I, I have to focus on, on getting recovery. And fortunately that the podcast thing was able to build itself while I was in that process where I was able to build it. Well, I was in that process and when I was really sort of ready to take off with it, um, from a mental perspective as well, from just a skill perspective, it, it was there. It was a good right. time. It's one one funny thing. One little, I'll tell you a funny story. So you mentioned um, you mentioned people feeling comfortable, right? They're 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 like whether they're comfortable or not. Well, uh, I was I had Jet McCandless on from Project Forty Four. So he's the founder of Project. Yeah, 44. I just that was just recently, him, right? On Freightways Insiders, and it, it happened one of those days where like the camera system was out, so I had to record just through an audio system. And um, I, and he, like I could see him like getting prepped up, uh, you know, like putting his coat on and like getting there and getting all and getting all good. And then I come on, I'm like, sorry, the cameras are out. It's audio only. Immediately takes the jacket off. I'm like, get even more loose jet. When I do these, I'm not even wearing. I got no shoes on. I, if I'm recording, I got no shoes. I got no socks. Oh, yeah. Is your environment? I I got pants on. I got, I do got pants on. But I, you know, I told, and he was so happy. And then like I think I maybe even got a better interview out of him because. Yeah, he was relaxed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. Um, I use Squadcast to record, record this, and so Squadcast was um, audio only until like February, uh, so almost like a year ago. So about the same time, I had some people say, "Well, it'd be great if you could do audio. I mean, audio and and the video." And yeah. and I was like, oh, "Okay." And that really kind of ruined my life in a way because so many times I'd be like in a sweatshirt or a t-shirt and, and I was like, now I'm shaving and combing my hair. It's like life is hard again. Like I love being just audio. Yeah. I mean like, so I bought uh, like the house I'm in now, I bought it about a year ago. But beforehand I was in an apartment when we came here from, uh, from Boston, we were, um, we didn't know anything about Chattanooga. I didn't know it from, from anywhere. I just knew it had to be at Freightways, and that's where the, the job was. It turns out we loved this place and loved it enough to stay with Freightways and get a house and all those kind of things, and we loved the neighborhood over here. But I remember when I was for what was I trying to say? Joe, I just lost myself in my own thought. Uh, let's see. What was I trying to say? I don't even know. We'll think of it in a sec. Where was I? You think come of, back we'll think of it in a sec. I don't recall what I was trying to say. Oh, I know. Oh, we're talking about environments behind you. Okay, so that was the point where I'm telling it. So... I had, when, when COVID hit, the studio shut down for a little while over at Freightways, right? So I had to record from, from home. And then because my kids couldn't go into school, I ended up having to stay home for almost a whole, for like, from May onwards, I was recording just from my home. But like my, because I was an apartment, my like bed is behind me and my exercise <laughs> bike. So I was so excited when I got this because like, 
I'm like, I'm on TV all the time. It's part of your brand, how people see you. And if we're in this visual world right. at a certain point, you have to go and construct stuff around it. You have to have, I mean, not necessarily a set, but you have to have like right. a, 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 well, that's, like some sort of thematic. That's why I have this blank wall behind me. I know. I, I think love it, saying, Joe. It kind of shows my personality. It shows what I'm into. I'm into clean blank walls. <laughs> anyway. well, so Steve, I remember one time, Steve Ferreira, he's always in like different environments when I, when I interview him. One time he came on What the Truck like a year ago. And he had like all these like, like tchotchkes and, and things like it, but they looked like really expensive stuff. And like one, like he has this steering, this uh, ship's wheel behind oh, him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey, where'd you get the ship's wheel? He didn't even know he had the ship's wheel. He didn't even, he looked back and he's like, oh, oh, I guess someone, I guess a cheer director or someone put that up there. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, boy, our world has changed really quickly. It's, it's funny because you, these weren't business conversations so long ago and now they are. But anyway, so let's wrap this bad boy up. I know I'm going to lose you here. Probably at the top of the hour, but um, back, back the truck up. We hope that launches here in spring, maybe April, oh, May, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that's going to be a not, not only a website. And this is so. Will this be a page a page that we'll be able to see from Freight Waves, and then click through and get to that, or go directly to back the truck up? Oh yeah, it, it's still under the Freight Waves uh, umbrella. It's going to to live its own separate site and thing. It'll probably have a different identity and a, a, a different look because we're going for something different, but it's going to be a great time. And yeah, it's going to be a page. Uh, what the truck will be a part of it. Um, Social uh, media presence. Real. So, well, so there's, there'll, there'll still be some podcasts and some TV shows, but the focus won't be as heavy as the Freightways media side. I actually want to focus more on short form content. I want to focus more on those uh, two minute or less TikToks and Instagrams right. and things like can sort of content flywheel between all those different sites, as well as put a post up. If you're making a compelling video, you can still put a post up with the video in it. And that's that's part of the content. And that's the way people are that's the way people are consuming content. And I want I want that next generation. I want that those 21 year olds and up or the those who even those older of us who really I like do, this I do, information. I love I do too. I love memes. I love those short clips. I'm not on TikTok, not because I'm uh too old. Uh, there's no age restriction. I'm not on it because I know I would waste my life with it. <laughs> so I, I watch them because uh, they pop up on my feed. I watch them, but uh, I probably watch like 10 a week instead of 10,000 like I would if I had TikTok in my phone. <laughs> well, Joe, I remember Joe, I remember when I was like, when I was a kid, like one of my biggest fears, like growing up was being like, I'm like, oh man, it, it would really suck if when you're like an adult, you get like to become an old guy. You, uh, you don't enjoy anything fun anymore. You become all like super serious. Like, you know, when you meet some person, you're like, wow, that person, that person is a full blown adult. They, they're like, they died inside. They're adult. dead inside. Every, <laughs> everything about that is a hundred. They're just, uh, they are on, they're going that way. They've been wound right. up. But the thing is, you don't have to be. You, like, you, you don't have to grow up that much if you don't want to. Well, I think, you think you're going to get old, but you don't have to, you don't have to let your mind get old. And I think, you know, the, exactly. Again, I'm being one of the younger baby boomers, I can say this. We aren't going away. And if you want to stick around, if you want to work till you're 70 or 75 or whatever, you have to stay relevant. And that means you can't just go, oh, those those kids are wasting time on TikTok. No, go go ahead. Yeah. Look, have fun. And it's funny because I remember one year my mom saying to my kids, they were on Facebook right after uh, they were little. They're on Facebook right on Christmas Day. And she goes, what are you kids doing? Come watch TV with us. So they're interacting with all their friends and their, their cousins. And we're like, come in and watch TV with us. Put your mind to sleep. And then like a year later, my mom and I both had Facebook. So you're like, yep, you got to keep up. And it, it's a funny thing because 
it, it happened so quickly. The TikTok stuff, the memes, again, Freight Caviar was just talking to them. And I mentioned Freight Waves because, again, I feel like you guys knocked a wall down where all of a sudden this this business can be fun. This business can uh, can be informal and still informative. So, Well, here, here's the thing that I like about doing Back the Truck Up because I get to do that again. I get to force some participants in our industry to have to operate like this. And it'll be interesting to see how they do it because I want to do it this way. <laughs> Freightways wants to do it this way. Now you have to. A lot of these places, they didn't want rapid information. They didn't want 24-hour news. They didn't want TV car. They didn't want all of this stuff. They wanted this industry to stay very protected. There'd be a lot of press release that are reprinted. A lot of people kissing steamship line ass. A lot of people kissing carrier ass. <laughs> not lifting up the logs and seeing the bugs crawl around. Right? But they're there. Right, right. And not that like, not like the news site started like slam, but it's like, let's actually look at this industry. Honestly, fun with a sense of humor, not to be toxic, but to actually talk about what's going but on. But I think that's, that's part of people getting to know you and the brand is saying, yeah, they don't have a mean bone in their body when they, when they, when they, uh, poke fun at you. It's just poking fun at you. They're not, uh, there's not some vendetta or revenge behind it. <laughs> and if there is, you cut that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's if I have like a vendetta with someone or I want revenge, the best revenge is the block or mute button. Like I'm not going to give you engagement, right? Like why? I, like last year I got a flame war with with some other like journalist, and I'm like, why? Wait, why the hell am I doing this? Why? Like I, I'm promoting this guy by arguing with him, and I'm probably just making myself look bad by to anyone else, you know? So instead, it's like I don't agree. Let's move on. Move on to the next thing. Not that I'm against like good discussion. I'm talking about like with trolling right, or people right, want to like right. pull you down into into the fray so they can get you to slip up so then they have their attack vector. <laughs> right, right. They can post, look at Dooner sent me. Look at this message. He's toxic. <laughs> well, you I mean, look, you have you have to be careful, right? Things get misinterpreted all all of the time. And oh, yeah. it's it's very people are very hot button. And anytime you have to talk about something that crosses over into politics. There's, oh, yeah. uh, there's a certain amount of caution you have to go out with that. And it's so dishonest when, like, journalists or people talking, they act like they have no responsibility for, tr like, triggering an audience. Like, there's obviously certain things that you can say that are going to piss people off. Oh, now, yeah. granted, I think it's a little, I think it's, it's very, it's, it's such a hard topic to, to talk about because I really, really believe in protecting free speech. But we also saw, like, some of the negative consequences and, and impacts of that. However, I think it's also really scary to sort of let AI do that and to sort of to sort of ban everybody and banish them for society for for holding opinions that many times may be um, taken out of of context. But also, I mean, young people like to hold people to account too, right? There there are people who want to hold people to account. They have different values and and different stand, standards. And if you want to communicate to those audiences or, or crossover, you have to be mindful of that, and you have to understand. Just like I address large trucking audiences, I have to be mindful of the fact of of their cares and concerns if I want to communicate with them. I remember like when the when these convoys are happening, people are like, "Why didn't you outright like decree them?" And I'm like, "Well, because first of all." The truck drivers have a right to protest if they're not breaking the law, right? So first, I'm going to give you information about what's happening. If they start breaking the law or there's some negative element that, like, we hear about, uh, yes, of course, we don't support that. But I'm not going to outright say this truck driver who has a grievance with this thing can't go ahead and use his protected rights to go and say that. Now, that doesn't mean he can go and circle the beltway or something, but... Right. That's the hard part of it, though, because a lot of people want you to be on like an extreme side. Right. I, I actually listened to you and 
Mike talked to uh, one of the organizers of that convoy, and you guys really didn't take like a big opinion. Like, because this guy's organized. It wasn't that you were talking to him, hearing what he had to say, but you didn't say, "Hey, this is the right thing," or "This is the wrong thing." It's just yeah. the thing. Right? It's the thing. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what like? I know we do a lot of opinion stuff, but the time when I kind of try to stay a little bit away from opinion and, and really stay neutral is like those really sort of hot button things. Like, because me myself, a lot of times, like I haven't necessarily made a full right. a, a, opinion on it. And it also just for the nature of my job, uh, it, it helps to be objective sometimes, especially when I'm looking at something like the, the, the trucking industry. So that's where it can be kind of hard is right. you have to sort of have that, that, that balancing act. Right. And still have people be interested and want to listen to you. Fortunately, I'm a, like a podcaster and not a, not a journalist. I think it would be really challenging to be like a straight up journalist these days. Like, because of that whole thing, if you don't support either party or enough, or the article gives that impression to somebody, and it doesn't take much, I'll tell you that, all of a sudden you're, 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 you're suddenly dealing with this, like this, this backlash. And you're like, look, it, this is just the thing. Even giving a platform to it, people would say, well, how dare you? You got this big voice and you, you used it for the wrong thing. It's, it's, it's interesting. Your, you, you, the nature of what you do, you, you are giving opinions. You are kind of out there. Uh, most of my job is just being a wingman. I, uh, I, I want my guests to shine. And you do a lot of that too. But it's, it's a little different because you, you are bringing opinions to it. And I, I, I feel like I'm not afraid to express an opinion, but I feel like you know, this is, I say this not to be a coward, but I have strong opinions. Everybody does about different things. When it comes to politics, though, I say, I always want people to work together. I want people to get along because that's what I want. <laughs> right? I would, I would I like it if they went a little more my way than their way? Sure. But more than anything, I want people to get along because in business, you and I, if we were to, we have to work together, we make it work. You might say, I don't agree with Joe on this or that, but we work together. We're going to make it work. We want our politicians to have to do the same. Anyway, Mr. Dooner, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. And sh we, I think we solved virtually all the world's problems. Let me check that and check the list. But um, final thoughts. Uh, tell us a little bit uh, what's going on with, uh, first off, final thoughts on your show. And then what's also going on over Freightways. And we'll wrap this bad boy up. Put a bow on it. <laughs> final thoughts? You know, like like I said, I'm really I'm really excited to be embarking on this journey to make the back the truck up site. Sorry, I had to catch a burp right there. The funny thing is, too, I've had this, I've had this diet Dr. Pepper, sip Diet Coke, Diet Dr. Pepper for the working man this whole time here, Joe. But I burped without it, and my mouth is dry. Back the truck up site that freight has been waiting for, the Barstool Sports of Freight. We are building this thing. We're hiring. Um, I'm not exactly sure when Joe's show is going to come out, so those roles may be. Full, I'll make it. Is... I'll make it coming out in the next few days. <laughs> okay. Well, this is going to this is going to kick ass. This is going to go big. If you're interested in a, a role there, we are actively going through resumes. Uh, actually, starting and today. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a. Uh, I'm looking for, for the first one. I'm looking for is a writer. So I need a. I need a writer who can create daily content, who understands this industry, or has a sense of humor and wants to learn this industry. You don't necessarily have to have experience, but if you do. That can also be beneficial because I've had good luck working with people who have experience. But don't let that be a limiter. If you think that you, if this is something you want to do, I care more if you're passionate about it and you want to help me build this, then you should reach out to me. Tdooner at FreightWaves.com. That's T-D-O-O-N-E-R at FreightWaves.com. Email me. You can be that writer. Help make that content, which is um, 
which will be kind of bloggier, a little bit more opinion-worthy, but you're also going to help us with some of the multimedia stuff, maybe doing multimedia appearances on our show. The other role, if you like a little bit more editing, you like to be a little bit more visual, is I also need a social media editor who's going to help make and execute that content. So they're going to help edit and make memes, edit and make those short-form videos and help edit and throw stuff up on the various social sites and keep that, that flywheel running and help build that online community along with me. And it's going to be fun. Excellent, excellent. And I, I, it's got to be a blast because what you guys are doing, now you've got the events, you, you have a big platform. I mean, an enormous platform, but on top of that, it's a fun platform. And you have all those events. So like anybody's doing their, this kind of work, I think is going to have some a really great time doing it. I, w- I would think you would. I mean, FreightWaves has been a great company to me. I've been able to uh, to grow from where I've started and I've been able to to grow very fast and very rapidly. And look, for those of you out here who may be on the indie side, I was as well. I was uh, an independent content creator. It was tough. It's a challenge. It takes a very long time. And if you don't have other things to sell along with it, you're going to have a hard time. But you're a very passionate content creator. And you want to really accelerate what you're doing. You really want to learn and you want to learn in a great environment that's going to not only give you a ton of skills, but give you a ton of credibility being under the FreightWaves umbrella. And you want to concurrently build your own brand, build your own persona. You're the type of person who should go here. Like Barcelona's KFC, Big Cat, Portnoy, different personalities. This site needs those as well. Now, maybe not with the negative elements, but I need people who are comfortable pr- promoting themselves, right? Who are comfortable talking and, and being part of the face of the brand, kind of doing some of the stuff like I do. Right, right. But they'll never be able to recreate Duner. <laughs> I, I hope to make someone better. Like, my goal, I, my goal was to be, like, when I started, I was like, I want to be the best of what was, like, current. and Because, like, that wasn't hard, Joe. Like, at the time, like, 26, that was, like, ah, not very high bar. And yeah. it, 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 like, took a while. But ultimately, I just want to leave this media space a better place and podcasting a better space. And I hope that we bring some of these people in and they, they kick my ass. Like they, they, I learn from them and they show me what the next generation is yeah. because that's also what I see it as too. Like there's going to be a lot of perspectives and personalities that I hope as I learn to become a, 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 that leader and that director and that manager with you that we're learning from each other and we're both getting a lot out of this. You're learning how to become a great content creator. I'm learning how you see the world and how, you know, how maybe other 25 year olds who are entering the industry see the world because that's what's important here and that's the the window we want to open to everyone else yeah no better place to learn mr duner thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time i know you're a busy man and you do tons of podcasts so you don't look for uh you're not always looking to do another one but i appreciate you taking the time on mine <laughs> that's i look i mean it's just it's just talking i talk i, I talk all the time i love i love doing shows and look if you're out there doing a podcast and you're not doing other shows your own show is not going to grow it's essential that you go out and you do other people's shows. Right, right. And and it's it's I I will also say this, every time I've done something with Freight Waves, I was just on uh, Dan Deegan's podcast. You just you learn little things. You go, "Oh, cool. I like the way they do that." <laughs> I don't think and then the industry gets a little better. Like I want to I want but I don't think Dan works for us, man. No, no. Well, I've been on your guys' shows too. And uh, <laughs> it's like I just learned. I want a Chattanooga poster for my blank wall. I want a S- Sylvester Stallone. What is that? What is that? What Maximum is that movie? Overdrive? All right. Over, yeah, the, t- over the top, right there. Over I the top. Need that. Arm wrestling. <laughs> I need that. But that, that is the last movie, right? So the reason why that is there and why the What the Truck logo kind of looks similar is because it's a tribute to Over the Top. Over the Top is the last 
movie that really portrayed a trucker as an American hero, as an arm wrestling champion. Oh, Lincoln Hawk, right it. here. Lincoln Hawk, my man. All right. I think it's funny. I think Amazon Prime has it too for free. If you have Amazon Prime. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate it. Or Dooner, I'm sorry. People are going, yeah. who's Tim? <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's always great to have you over. And I have all the people. By the way, I've got a few other people from Freightways coming in. I'm talking to Eric, Eric Coolidge about uh, Air Freight. I'm talking to uh, Grace Starkey. And I'm going to talk to Nate. Starkey, sure. Yep, we got all that, uh, all these people coming up from, if, if, if it wasn't for Freight Waves, I wouldn't have a podcast. I've, I keep having them on. <laughs> so well, thank you Joe, so much. I'll, I'll reach out to you offline too. We got to get you back on What the Truck in the Near Future. I would also like to get Mike Vincent. He was supposed to do my podcast. Yeah, well, just reach out to him. He's, he mean. can be a little bit more flaky. Than, than <laughs> he's also got, he's got those guitar picks going on, man. He's saving the oceans and melting faces. So. We, waste, we wasted an hour talking about football and then didn't do the podcast. <laughs> I hate when I waste an hour on a phone with someone and have like a really good conversation. I don't know if this happened to you as a podcast. Yes. I'm like, son of a bitch, like why didn't we record that? He's an Ohio State fan, and he played college football, as you know. And he's very knowledgeable. We we're talking about Michigan and Ohio State, that whole thing. And then, and then uh, the podcast never happened. I was like, "No, well, should have recorded our <laughs> our discussion about football." Anyway, thank you so much, and uh, thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support is very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.